Greetings, welcome, happy Tuesday. You're listening to New Stock Saga 960. Mark Petrani with you for the next two solid gold hours of freedom-loving news talk. Awesomeness, so very glad that you could join us on this edition of the Mark Petrani Show. Lots coming your way, including great interview with Jocelyn Bamford. She's come. She's going to be coming up next. Um, what else have we got? Oh, if you've seen this uh, this video of this uh, four-legged robot, yeah, dancing with some cheerleaders out of Missouri, going backwards and forwards, and this thing built by even shaking its booty, built by uh, Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Oh well, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that they're just uh, totally benevolent. I mean, nothing. They wouldn't do anything to hurt us, would they? These robots. Now, now. We don't have to hear the Terminator music every time <laughs> we play the Boston Dynamics, but they are creepy, man. I think. Okay, just kind of weird looking. I think we're just being maybe conditioned uh, to accept these things as benevolent. But uh, if they can dance, well, they can dance on us, you know. Uh, our friend Tom Quiggan, uh, warning of some ominous signs that a Chinese attack on Taiwan may be imminent. Uh, Taiwan warning of a possible war invasion uh, by China. Asking Australia and others, and we're hearing some Pretty hardcore rhetoric out of the Chinese, you know, warning China that, or warning Australia, rather. You don't, you don't want to be reduced to cannon fodder now, do you? Stay the hell out of it. Chinese overt statements of aggression. I got this list from Tom uh, this morning. Threat of immediate war. Uh, continuing Chinese violation of Taiwan's airspace. Defense zones, China having significant internal problems, energy shortages, financial collapse. And, of course, you add to that a very weak uh, American president right now. The United States seen as very weak following the Afghan withdrawal. And so we're going to have to get uh, Tom on the show real soon to talk about this. This is a major development. And uh, China looking a lot more uh, ominous in terms of its approach and uh, more threatening. The story out of Japan, purchases of PCR tests, speaking of China, in China's Hubei province surged in the months before the first official reports of the novel coronavirus there. Uh, is this one of those smoking gun type of things where they knew what was coming and uh, got ready for it, prepared for it? They spent about $10.5 million uh, at current rates on these PCR tests. This was in May of 2019. And uh, I did speak with Tom Quiggan again on this story uh, yesterday. And he says, well, you know, China does tend to order in bulk. They've got uh, over a billion people to take care of. But uh, it is nearly double the 2018 total with the upswing starting in May. Did they know what was coming? Well, you have to ask, right? And if you think the media has become more sympathetic to China and the, the communist regime, you're not alone. The Epoch Times has run a story about how China has co-opted much of the Western media. The Chinese regime, I'm just going to quote from the story here, has been deploying covert, corrupt, and coercive means to weaponize Chinese language and Western media in a campaign to impose 
it's a vision of current affairs on the rest of the world. Well, uh, we know that that's been going on, and that, uh, according to a French military think tank, has been the case. Beijing's efforts to export its narratives have lasted for decades. It first began way back in 1981, failed quite miserably, but uh, 2008, things changed. The Olympic Games in Beijing, an event the regime had hoped to leverage its to showcase its economic success, gave rise to protests in nearly a dozen cities around the world that disrupted torch relays. Okay, so Beijing was humiliated by this, and they set up a uh, a 10-year plan. This was in 2008. And uh, this plan was basically to subvert, to undermine, to co-opt the media in the West and get them on side. Now, there is definitely, I think, a whiff of pro-Chinese communist sentiment in our media. We certainly saw it uh, after the outbreak last year when Trump openly speculated on China's role in allowing COVID to spread around the world. The Bonoff media in the United States attacked Trump viciously. They did up here as well, daring to suggest such a thing. But uh, it's almost a given now that China certainly knew a lot more than what uh, it was letting on. Uh, in this country, we see Chinese-style state control of the media, of course. I mean, think about it. You have a prime minister who worships at the altar of Xi Jinping, of Chinese-style dictatorship, to the point where he wants to censor the Internet here. Right? He wants to police social media sites and levy huge fines against people who post things he doesn't like. Some of Trudeau's supporters online, among the most vicious, we heard uh, from Brian Passafume yesterday about that. Now, is that intended to give the Trudeau government pretext to bring in that censorship? Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, they're the ones who incite and create the online hate in order to justify the ham-fisted censorship that they want to impose. Do you understand how these scumbags operate? Their own operatives provide the justification for some of these measures that the regime itself wants to impose. You create the problem and then, oh, here's the solution. Yeah, we'll fix it. This is the same government that buys up most of the media in this country, turning a once proud uh, media you know, organizations into dependence of the state. He's even brazen enough to spend another $60 million more on these media types ahead of the election to keep them compliant, to keep them, you know, cooperative. And now we see the story in the Epic Times. Covert, corrupt, and coercive, a report detailing Beijing's bid to establish a new global media order. All part of the move to brainwash the masses, my friends. The Bonoff media pushing for online censorship in this country under the guise of protecting Canadians from harm. Yeah, uh, look, we could make those decisions on our own. We could decide what's harmful. We can edit. We can decide for ourselves what media we want to consume, except that's not good enough for this vermin. Now we have this uh, conservative senator, Mike McDonald from Nova Scotia, wants a review of Aaron O'Toole's leadership. Well, it's supposed to happen anyway, isn't it? The party seems intent on propping up the Trudeau regime as long as possible, rigging their leadership races, installing dud losers like Aaron O'Toole instead of good people that they had right there at the ready, prepared to win. But no, the, the Tories want losers in there. I think they're, maybe they're the controlled opposition. 
I mean, we'll see if O'Toole does the right thing, but I wouldn't count on it. No, he's going he's gonna to have to be pushed out kicking and screaming. Anyway, CBC leading this advocacy study. This story in Blacklocks reported the CBC and five subsidized press associations pledging to advocate for initiatives to reduce, if not prevent, online harm. These people want to ram censorship down our throats so badly. Well, we want to protect you. No, you don't. Look, the regime, as I said, already controls the mainstream media, or most of it. And now they want to, well, they want the, the internet kill switch. They want to be able to uh, decide which online media gets to survive and which uh, has to go. Just like their Chinese uh, you know, mentors. You think this is a joke? Your country is being hijacked by this vermin under our very noses. Even the Pope's official guard now having its issues with the COVID jab. Yeah, I had uh, an email uh, alerting me to that story. The Swiss guard, commonly known as the Pope's bodyguards, had previously been ordered to protect their health and that of others they come into contact with as part of their service by getting the jab. That's right. The mandate was part of a broader instruction to all Vatican employees to get the COVID shot or face losing their jobs. Hmm. Well, apparently not everybody is cooperating over there at the Swiss Guard. Besides the three guardsmen now sent back to Switzerland, at least three others were suspended from active duty after they agreed to vaccinate but have yet to receive their jabs. Yeah, uh, the fact is, this is (laughs) ironic. There is no religious exemption against taking the vaccine within the Vatican. (laughs) which tells you everything you need to know about the Vatican and the Pope. My friends, got to take a brief time out. Um, what else have we got here? Ted Nugent? Yeah, we, okay. Uh, Ted is Ted is a bit crazy, but I, I kind of like the guy, I have to say. And when he speaks, he does so with a level of bluntness. Uh, that is a little bracing for some <laughs> And he has some thoughts about people who have already taken the the jab all right shall we listen to what he has to say let's listen it is a worthwhile vaccine and it is saving lives are they just dead wrong are they been fed a fed a line from the federal government jim i Here's appreciate Ted the coming opportunity up. to speak to the people that went ahead and got the jab i speak their language i would speak to them thusly they understand that Friends, we got to take a brief uh, commercial break. Back with more on News Talk Saga 960 and the Mark Petronas Show after this.